this episode of the of the virtual this episode of the virtual experience is brought to you by Bookface. Bookface keeping your face in a book since 20 uh 23 2003. I don't know when Facebook was founded. Uh, okay. There was news this week. <laughs> there was news in the uh in the virtual reality sphere. I like to think if you're listening to this, perhaps I am I am your link. I am your linkage. Perhaps I'm your linkage to the virtual reality community, um, at least one of them. And uh, just recently it was announced that the Oculus, Oculus is a manufacturer of, of the Rift S, the Oculus Quest, uh, kind of, the, kind of the, the main people that, that produce the, the cheaper end of headsets, the, 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 the sort of, uh, you know, if you want a quick headset, you don't want to. You don't want to spend too much money. Uh, the Oculus has been there to kind of fill that that gap in the market, right? <clears throat> and of course, Oculus was bought by Facebook for a whopping uh, for for a little for a little for a little bit of money. Not too much. It was about two billion dollars <laughs> a couple years ago. Uh, quite an accomplishment for a company started in a garage by. Um, a homeschool student called Palmer Lucky. Uh, so he walked away with a with a good little check there, and Oculus walked away with a a, a, a burgeoning VR company, uh, a brand, uh, and and they have uh, certainly grown that brand to to be one of the largest main uh, the largest VR headset manufacturers in uh, most of the Western world. The other kind of main competitor being Steam, with the ever superior headset, the Valve Index. But we're not talking about we're not compare we're not comparing headsets today. That is not that is not the uh, the 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 topic at hand. I'm talking about the Zuck. I'm talking about the Facebook, the book face, the face bag, as it's been called. So they, as I've said, they've they've they. Oculus is now a company owned by Facebook, has been for a couple years. And early on, they promised that you would never need a Facebook account to sign in to an Oculus device. To, to use an Oculus device, you would never need a Facebook account. This was promised by, um, I believe it was the sort of the founder of Oculus, Palmer Lucky. I'm sure... I'm sure this was sort of agreed upon in his original writing and in his original terms. Um, But of course, you know, it's, 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 it's Facebook. So they have every right to go back on their word uh, because it's their company. They don't, I, you know, that's not really going to hold up in court. They can change their approach. They can pivot their business model. So it's within their right. doesn't make it right, but it is within their, they're right, if that makes sense. It's not right, but it's within their right. What? Okay, another case of them saying they would not do this. Uh, I believe it was. Let me let me look this up real quick. Give me a second, folks. We're doing some. Uh, we're doing some on the road research right here. There was another promise made by Oculus saying we are not going to track you, flash ads at you, or do anything invasive. But again, this is. This is like these quotes are from a Reddit 
you know, comment. I don't believe there's any official, unfortunately, official documentation of like Oculus coming out and saying, you know, we are never going to require you to sign an account. These are all secondhand accounts. So again, it's within their right, but it is not right. And then, you know, I sort of compare that to the other company that's going on in, in, in virtual reality right now, which is kind of the, the, the steam side. So, uh, if you're familiar with valve, uh, creators of half-life and, and, um, and portal many, many great games. They of course have their own headset, uh, the valve index and to use the valve index, you know, you have to, I, I believe you have to use a, 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 a steam account, um, to use all the functions. But I don't believe that compares because Steam in itself is a gaming platform. Of course, you're going to need to sign in to use the gaming platform. And again, I do not believe, technically, if you if you hated Steam, I don't think you actually have to sign in. You could use a third-party sort of VR program to kind of uh, use, I think, like something like OpenVR or, or something of the like would allow you to actually use the headset without uh, signing into Steam. I could be wrong about that, but I, I believe it's not as restricted as what Facebook is implying that they are going to start rolling out uh, in, 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 in the next year or so. So it kind of leaves the, the, the community, the, the, the virtual reality realm right now in the year 2020, in, uh, in August, mid, mid to late August 2020, in a, in a strange space because, you know, a lot of people... Uh, are are in an uproar, and um, I think this was inevitable. You know, I I, I really do. I think, um, of course, you know, Facebook invested in this large company, and of course, they're going to want to drive users to their platform. Um, but what gives me hope is that the the hackers will roll out. You know, I think I think within the next year or so, this will really push people to develop programs that bypass this, so you won't even. Hopefully you won't even need to load the Oculus software because it is a piece of crap. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> the Oculus uh, platform that they've built is is uh, major major. Um, I'll use I'll use uh, family friendly terms here. Major garbage. Major gar major major. Um, Stinky, stinky bananas, <laughs> rotten bananas. That's what the Oculus platform is, in my opinion, um, especially compared to the Steam platform. So, you know, I, 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 I do think uh, Oculus again will still be a large player in this in the space because a new consumer, a new customer, a new person that's interested in VR, looking at VR from the outside, will immediately see the prices on these headsets that the Oculus is releasing. You know, like two hundred bucks. 300 bucks versus a price on a valve index, you know, upwards of, of 800, um, or even, a a, a vive. Uh, and I, and I think a lot of people will still go to the Oculus and I have to give to them, you know, Oculus has made a great, uh, headset. The Oculus quest is, is plug and play. It's, it's a, it's a very simple device. It's, it's, uh, it's a great entry level headset. It's just unfortunate that now we have to sign our soul to the book face, the Facebook, the face bag in order to use it. Hey, only time will tell. I think uh, the index in the long run, I think Steam 
in the long run will will come out on top. Um, I'm sure eventually they'll release a cheaper headset, hopefully. Uh, fingers crossed. I'm looking at you, Gaben. Um, and and uh, and hopefully they can sort of uh, sort of at least create a competitor to the to Oculus's platform because right now Oculus, in my mind, kind of has the lower um, the lower price tier, like tier one headsets and tier two headsets on lock, mainly tier one headsets. Uh, I and I think Valve sort of has tier three headsets on lock, and then there's some headsets in the middle like the Vive. Uh, that are competing, but, um, yeah, man, only time will tell. It's, it, it's interesting. So, so moving on to, to, to kind of the next topic that I think is a, a little bit related. Um, but I was, I was just recently watching the great book, the great movie, excuse me, 1984. And um, <laughs> definitely, definitely a timely movie to watch during our current times of higher restrictions of, of um, sort of uh, a lot of uh, a lot of turmoil happening in the physical world, I would say, um, and a lot of changes coming in. And I think a lot of uh, what what we're going to see over the next few years, I think, is a restricting of certain um certain ways of life i think are going to change over the next couple of years what's interesting to compare between a surveillance state like that of in 1984 where there is sort of this 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 looming presence of a big brother a looming presence of a government that will uh, capture you if you fall out of line, if you think the wrong things. But I think what we're seeing is instead of that, we are seeing the big brother being replaced by group think, group ideology. So I think what we're seeing is the media and, and social media especially um, bringing out certain ways of thinking that follow a certain narrative and people that that also agree with that narrative then begin to reflect those ideas onto their daily lives and unfortunately that reflection takes the place and 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 sort of takes the role of the same energy in a way that Big Brother does. So instead of a surveillance state, we're seeing, excuse me, instead of a actual government that is uh, pressing upon its people, I think we're seeing people press upon people, if that makes sense. And it relates back to, I think, even more uh, terms of science fiction, uh, like Snow Crash. Okay, I've talked about this book in the past. Highly recommend it if you, if you haven't checked it out. But in Snow Crash, there is a program that is displayed on VR headsets. And it uses like ancient uh, text. I don't want to give away too much, but essentially it's a program. And when someone views it for more than a few seconds, their brain is immediately like, you know, click. And they're, and they're sort of brainwashed. I think we're seeing something similar with 
the media. I think we're seeing something similar with social media. I think we're seeing something similar with narratives that are pushed out. And and once you realize what those narratives are, then you begin to see the puppets that are spouting it out. And 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 rather than it being a piece of media that you watch and then click, you're immediately brainwashed. I think it's something that is much slower, which is almost creepier in a sense because it's it sneaks up on you, you know. It sneaks up on the individual. And I think the antidote to this is what I like to call the individual monkey. Okay. Because these 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 narratives are being used to brainwash us. I'm talking about monkeys here. Okay. I'm a monkey. Uh I assume if you're listening to this in the year 2030, you as well as are, are a monkey. I'm recording this in virtual reality as a monkey. Um and these narratives are 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 being used to sort of um push a certain agenda. And the agenda in this case is that if you are a monkey, you must not wear a bracelet. And if you wear a bracelet, then you are an evil monkey. This is an agenda that is being pushed out on social media day in and day out, and I'm sick of it, right? Because I don't believe it. I like my bracelets. I got I got a bracelet that's like uh that's red, that's blue, and that's orange. And then I got another bracelet that was given to me by my um cousin. Uh he he mailed it to me and it's he's he's a nice he's a nice monkey, but honestly I don't really like the bracelet too much, but I still wear it just to support him. And then I got another bracelet that was given to me by my human friend. Okay. But there's a certain agenda, a certain narrative being pushed around that monkeys wearing bracelets are evil. And at first I thought, okay, no one would believe this. But then they began to think, and then they began to say that if you wear a bracelet, you are essentially saying you submit to humans. And I said, no, you know, sure, there are some humans that are great. There are some humans that are bad, but just because humans invented bracelets and I want to wear a bracelet doesn't mean that I inherently support all of the negative things that humans have done. I think there's negativity on both sides. There's, there's negativity on the monkey side. There's negativity on the human side. There's good on the human side and there's good on the monkey side. But they say, nope, take off your bracelet or leave. And this isn't a government that's saying this. No, no, no. This is an idea that is pushed around and it is the most popular idea, but that doesn't make it the right idea. What I'm saying is I think the antidote to such a situation is living and going through life individually. I think we are entering an age where we are... 
You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to back up what I just said. I think we are in an age. We are not entering an age. We are currently in an age where we have never been so connected, where we essentially have a collective brain, and we can connect to that brain whenever we want. It takes the form of the Internet right now. And that brain is a tool. And I think as we progress further into this uh, sort of age, people will attempt to influence that brain, use that brain to push certain agendas, such as wearing a bracelet as a monkey is evil. And I think the antidote to that is, sure, you can still connect to the brain, but I think we should never associate with a brain. We should never associate too much with a group ideology, but to rather live individually, live individual lives. Because we are going into an age where perhaps there will be an economic downfall. I don't know. I don't know enough about politics as a gorilla talking into a microphone about virtual reality. I don't know enough about politics to, to make predictions or the market. But I think we are moving into an age where The times are changing. And I think it will be so important to, one, make sure that you're secure as an individual, that you can make money, that you know how to face the world, and then two, that the family is secure. I don't know what the, the age range of this podcast is. I imagine most are kind of around my age, maybe like 20s, mid-20s late 20s, late teens. Um, so maybe some of you have a family. I'm talking to people that are single, you know. Making sure that if needed, you have some money saved up. And then friends. And I think once those are, are sort of built up and, and, and relatively stable, then that is the basis as to which an individual can thrive in the oncoming age. And really, that's that's kind of been the basis for, you know, all of history, <laughs> if you look back on it, which kind of gives me comfort. It's like, okay, you know, even if the times are shaky, even if, you know, things get weird and, and crazy and, 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 and heat up in the political, in the economic, in the big brother sphere even if there's a tyrannical ruler if I know my family and friends are okay then I have some sort of sanctuary to go back to to shut off the outside noise and chaos and go back to the individual cave and if all else fails in that case then at least I know I have my wonderful book face feed that I can view at any time and 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 click like on great memes. This podcast is not sponsored by Facebook. Thanks for listening. Bookface. Always there for you. Always watching. Bookface. Always watching your face. We got your face in a book and we're tracking your face, your eye movements. Tracking Bookface now with eye tracking.
<laughs> I'm not sponsored by Facebook. All right. Uh, real quick, I'm going to add a quick uh, post-production note here, uh, like an extra thought that I had that relates to this. And, and I think it goes back to the introduction of the internet, the introduction of especially virtual reality will allow us to create more individual lives that are completely removed from previously established establishments, <laughs> established establishments. But, uh, you know, like the introduction of the gig economy is an example of this. Um, it allows individuals to create their own source of income without necessarily being tied to a corporation or an organization that dictates how they live their life. Um, it's almost like we're seeing the emergence of the ability to freelance on a regular basis, depending on, on the line of work for the individual, of course. But the point being, I think, uh, to, to thrive in the information age, setting up life in such a way that it is individual, it is not dependent on a group, but rather establishes roots for the person to exercise his or her own freedom is very important. And I think and I hope that technology will continue to aid that, or at the very least, if technology is being used to stifle freedoms, that there will be an equal amount of technology created that introduces freedom, that combats the stifling of individual um, voice and individual freedom so that we can build uh, communities that are based around the individual, not around ideologies. Um, all right. I think that's, I think I'm going to wrap it up there. Uh, I, I, I've, I've kind of, uh, you know, I don't believe in dragging on a podcast too long. I kind of said what I needed to say. Uh, if you have any questions, concerns, feedback, or thoughts that you'd like to share, please head on over to the virtual experience dot link in your browser, click the little message box and leave me a voice message. I'd love to chat with you, hear your thoughts on the following and what has been said. Anyways, I hope you have a great week. I'll see you next time. Peace out. Thank you.